Akwabedin here, and you are listening to the Millennial African Podcast. The topic of racism isn't new. Systemic racism has had the spotlight in the last two years, so I assume there is no need to explain what that is. However, a lot of people are surprised at the drastic travel bans some countries are imposing on African countries. At the moment, the United States, Canada, and many European countries are not allowing travelers from a lot of sub-Saharan African countries particularly Southern African countries because of the Omicron variant of COVID-19. I'm not surprised that people from the banning countries are shocked about the drastic travel bans. And why am I not surprised? Because I know through experience, a lot of North Americans and Europeans have no idea the struggle there is in being African. Not black, just African. Doing anything, and I mean anything, as an African is just so difficult. And that includes traveling. Most North Americans and Europeans only need a passport to travel or at the most pay a relatively small fee to enter a country. As a Ghanaian, I need a visa to travel anywhere out of Sub-Saharan Africa. To be eligible for such a visa, it would mean 1. I should have a formal invitation from a citizen, permanent resident or organization from the destination country. This invitation would have to state how they are responsible for my stay and for how long I intend to stay. Two, I would have to prove I have enough funds to travel. The funds needed are estimated by the destination country. Three, I would have to prove I am who I say I am. This means providing copies of my birth certificate, passport and employment letter. Finally, a detailed itinerary of my intended travel plan has to be submitted. Doing all of these isn't a guarantee that my application for a visa will be approved. These processes might be the same for anyone traveling from any low-income country. However, being a dark-skinned African makes you black and that has its own challenges. Now, are these bans ridiculous? Take Canada for instance. The travel bans allow Canadian citizens and permanent residents to travel from these banned African countries. Now, the majority of Africans don't have passport, so they don't travel, which means they won't be traveling to Canada. Most Africans who travel to Canada regularly are either citizens or permanent residents. So if these travel bans don't apply to citizens and permanent residents, who is banned? Is it the majority of Africans who don't travel? Does that make any sense? When Canada imposed travel restrictions on India after the discovery of the Delta variant, one could get around it by changing flights in a non-banned country. People with the resources will often find workarounds to travel bans. Maybe that's why travel bans are not the most effective way to fight the spread of COVID-19. It's been two weeks since the travel bans were imposed. The variant has been discovered in several countries, including developed countries, that are not any travel bans, but are yet to be discovered in some of the bad sub-Saharan African countries. Even though there has been public outcry due to these findings about the discrimination, it seems the bans will remain in place at least for a while. 20 months ago, at the start of the pandemic, I said if a vaccine is created, developed countries will get vaccinated and return to normal life, 
without getting low-income countries vaccinated. I also said that when this happens, COVID-19 stands the chance of mutating, shutting everything down again, and even becoming seasonal. What I didn't predict is these mutations rendering vaccines ineffective. Currently, only 6.3% of people in low-income countries have received at least one dose of the 8.2 billion doses administered compared to an estimated north of 60% for developed countries. The fight to get vaccines to low-income countries has put people's self-interest in the center of the campaign. People say, if you want COVID-19 to go away, advocate for vaccines to be donated to low-income countries. No one is safe until we are all safe. You know, a more equitable approach would be to say that everyone on this planet deserves to live, so everyone deserves access to these vaccines. However, looking at the gap in vaccine administration and the history of disease response in Africa. Maybe self-interest is the only way we can get developed countries to advocate for vaccine equity. Instead of spending time and money on travel bans, shouldn't we be spending these resources on better access to vaccines for low-income countries? Drastic travel bans set precedents to be repeated in the future. Most of us are familiar with Donald Trump's travel bans in 2017 that were aimed at largely Muslim countries. In 1972, through an executive order, Richard Nixon imposed a travel ban on Middle Eastern countries after the attack on Israeli at least by the Palestinian group Black September during the Munich Olympics. Even though at that time the United States had not been attacked by any group from the Middle East. It was that travel ban that created a history of perceiving Middle Eastern populations as security threats. A prejudice that has significantly shaped history for Middle Eastern populations. So now, what will the implications of these travel bans be on African countries? that viral mutations from Africa are more dangerous than other mutations, it definitely will increase the fear around the world in traveling to Africa because of infectious diseases. Omicron is adding to the already feared malaria, cholera, yellow fever, and Ebola. Didn't the WHO adopt the Greek naming so that we will not refer to countries that discovered variants? So why do we still hear South Africa wherever Omicron is mentioned not just as being the first to discover the variant, but as being isolated and punished with travel bans. From our experience the last 23 months, if countries continue tackling COVID-19 as political theater rather than sound, evidence-based practice, just as they've done with PPE supply and vaccines, we increase the risk of never thoroughly beating this virus. Let's remember that this global pandemic isn't going away until solutions to tackle the spread of COVID-19 are global equitable solutions. Mm -hmm.